Praise God. Let's give him a hand praise this morning. Praise the Lord. If you don't mind, stand for the reading of the word of God. I've got just a couple of scriptures here. Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verse 16 all the way through verse beginning of verse 19. Here's what it says. I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. This is Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus, letting them know that as their spiritual father, as their senior pastor, to put it in terminology that we recognize, he was always thankful for them, but he was also always praying for them. And he says, I'm praying for you constantly, asking God, the glorious father, our Lord Jesus Christ, in case anyone was confused about who he was praying to, to give you spiritual wisdom. Everybody say spiritual wisdom. There is a type of wisdom that you and I can gain that's not spiritual wisdom. There's a type of wisdom that we can gain from studying books, from going on the internet, from following TikTok pastors and all the things. We can, we can talk to the stars, we can talk to the universe, we can, we can talk to the birds and the bees, and we can get wisdom, but it's not spiritual wisdom, Amen. So give you spiritual wisdom and insight. Everybody say insight. So that you may grow in your knowledge of God. And he goes on in verse 18. He says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. Everybody say light. So that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people. Who are his holy people? They are his rich and glorious inheritance. You need to look at your neighbor and say, you didn't know it. No, no, we're one of those churches where I tell you to say things and then you say it. Look at your neighbor and say, you didn't know it, but you are the rich and glorious inheritance of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's clap our hands real quick before you're seated. God bless you. Amen, amen. You can be seated. He goes on in verse 19 and he says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power. I want you to understand that there is a power that is greater than anything you've tapped into. There's a power that's greater than any wealth. There's power that's greater than any high that you get from a substance. There's there's a power that's greater than any feeling of warmth that you get from any relationship. There's a greater power that exists that goes so far beyond anything else that you could ever imagine. And this is the power that Jesus Christ is inviting you into. Everybody, welcome to All In Sunday at NOLA Church. Come on, let's give Jesus another hand praise. This year, as we began to to lean in and and say, God, where are you taking us? My wife and I, we went through some challenges along with many of you toward the, the, the beginning of quarter three. In, in 2021, when Hurricane Ida hit, it kind of shook up everything that made us feel comfortable. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? And in this season, God moved us out of our house because you can't live in a house where the roof is like mostly torn off and all of our stuff got ruined and we got to live in a camper. Now, nothing against people who live in campers, but I was not designed to live in a camper. When you turn around in the shower and accidentally clean the entire bathroom with your backside... You know that you are not built for a camper, and a camper ain't built for you. (laughs) 
But in this season, we had to let go of some of the things that we had kind of leaned into. Somebody know what I'm talking about. And this is where God got to speaking to us about the direction we were going as a church in 2022. And this is the year that God has called this church to development. Everybody say development. development. So we, we started the year off leaning into prayer. And then as soon as we finished the prayer series, we began a series that we're actually in right now. I'll be finishing it up over the next couple Sundays that we're just simply titled Calling. And I'm preaching through some Old Testament patriarchs to show you that these individuals were called by God to be very specific individuals. And every one of us have also been called by God to be very specific individuals. And we can learn about our calling by leaning in this. But what we're doing in this year, we're leaning into development, but we're also leaning in to community and coming together to learn how to do life the right way. Amen? So that's what All In Sunday is all about. This is the first one of 2022, but this shall not be the last one. We're going to have three more this year. They're going to get gooder and gooder and better and better and besteses and besteses. It's going to get awesome as we get closer to the end of the year because we are going all in in everything that Jesus designed us to be and every place that he has called us to go, we are going all in on that. If this is your first time here, welcome home. We are so glad that you're here. Normally, it's not this warm in the building, but also normally half the crowd comes on Sunday night, so we the air moves a little bit. We're working on getting better air conditioners, but it hasn't happened yet, so thank you for coming into my weight loss plan with me this morning. I've already lost 78 pounds. They are all over the keyboard. Praise God. I don't need no diet. I just need some Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. TJ, let me just tell you, he stepped out because he got worn out. TJ, you need to keep dancing like that. I didn't know somebody as good looking as you could cut a rug that well, so good job. And, and let me just go ahead and say, Tony, you don't have to run to the back of the church to worship no more. You can dance with the altar's for. Somebody get in the way, you just grab them by the arm and make them dance with you. Amen. Praise God. We are so excited about today. I want to say welcome and we love you to all of our family in Kenya, all nine of our locations in the nation of Kenya. Buena Safiwe. We love you. Also want to say hello to Ashley and all of her family over in Melbourne, Australia. God bless you. So excited what God is doing in your life. And by the way, congratulations on your upcoming nuptials in the month of November. And in Jesus' name, my wife and I are going to try to surprise you. But anyway, I just run the surprise. But that's okay. God bless. And all of the rest of our family all around the world, we are glad that you are here. And all of you who didn't come today but are watching this later on the recast, we love you and miss you. I'm glad you didn't come today because you would have to stand up. But in Jesus' name, let's get into this. We are talking about all in. And Paul is speaking to the church in Ephesus. And he is telling them, God has designed you in a very, very specific way. In chapter 2, he dives into something that we talk about a lot, which is the fact that before he ever created the world, God designed things for you and I to accomplish. And then he created everything else to create a pathway for us to just simply walk in to that greater God design that he has for us. Amen? He has designed everything specifically so you can be in a relationship with him. And, and I say this, and it's very challenging. It goes countercultural to everything that we are hearing. But this is the very exact reason that humanity, everybody say humanity, 
is not a part of nature. We were not designed to be a part of nature. We were designed to have dominion over nature. Why? Because we are created in the image and the likeness of the Almighty. We are created to be like Him and He has given us some of His responsibility and says, this is who I want you to be, so I'm going to create everything that is so you can live that way. And understanding this literally takes the top two inches off of our head and just blows our mind. Because everything in society tells us different. Everything in religion tells us different. Everything in politics tells us different. Everything in entertainment tells us different. Trying to get us into tiny little boxes of subjugation. And God says, no, I designed you to be the head, not the tail. I designed you to, to be more than an overcomer through Jesus Christ your Lord. I didn't design you to stay in victimhood. I designed you to be my image bearers in the world. And so many people, and, and, and I get where this goes. I, I get where the notion comes from. We're created to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Anybody ever heard that? No, he's already got hands and feet. You were not created to be his hands and feet. You were created to be his image bearers. There's a big difference. Hands and feet do things. Image bearers carry the identity. You ought to write that down, tweet it, put it on a t-shirt and send it to your mama. That's good stuff right there. I don't even know if anybody still uses Twitter, but if you do, there you go. That's your tweet for the day. But God has a plan for you. Everybody say God has a plan. And this is the reason that the Apostle Paul, in, in reaching out to his church in Ephesus, the church he was responsible for, along with some other great men and women of God, he was responsible for them. He says, I want you to know I have not stopped praying for you. I'm thankful for who you are. I'm thankful for, I am thankful for everything God is doing in you and through you, but I'm not going to stop praying for you. You need to hear this. The, the spiritual leadership that is in your life has one job, just the one. We have one job, and that is to always be thankful for you and to never stop praying for you. But not just a general prayer, not just some overarching, dear God, be with them and bless them and let them be awesome and just like touch them and stuff, God. <laughs> and traveling mercies, whatever those are, Lord, just be with them and just have them. You know, I... I I don't know what traveling mercies are. Some people pray for that. One day I'll figure that out. But that's not the kind of prayers that we're supposed to pray. We're supposed to pray very, very specifically that you as a believer, you as an image bearer of Jesus Christ, both men, both men and women, both old and young, everybody in the family, that you will continue to grow into the person Jesus Christ designed you to be before he ever said, let there be anything. The moment that I stop praying that, you need to find another church. Because the moment that I stop praying that for you, I have stopped doing my spiritual responsibility in your life. And I'm thankful for what God's doing in you, but I know that that's only the beginning. So many believers get stuck in what God has done in the past. They had an encounter with God, like we just had throw down old school church. You didn't know you were coming to a Pentecostal church this morning, but you did. And just in case anyone thought we weren't, ah, get ready, get ready, get ready. Touch your neighbor three times and say, neighbor, we will have church up in this sucker. But there's more. We had a great experience.
experience with God this morning, the power of God overflowed. There's something that happens when you get together with the rest of your family. It just gets funky and God gets them moving. It would be really easy to get stuck in that moment and say, oh, let's live there all the time. But no, that's only scratching the surface. There's more that God wants to do in you because there's more that he's designed you to be. Notice I didn't say do. There's more that God designed you to be. So this is why we're praying, God, give them spiritual wisdom, wisdom to see beyond the surface, wisdom to see that calling is not a responsibility, wisdom to see that calling is not a title, wisdom to see that calling is not a position, but calling is a draw by the Almighty God into a relationship with the Almighty God. This is what calling is. And what you have to understand and what I'm trying to do in the series that we are in right now that, that is titled Calling, I want you to understand that when the moment that you accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, not just yours, but as the only one there is, amen? The moment that you accept this reality, he begins to draw you into relationship. And the thing about God is he never stops until he's finished. Even if you start to pull away, he's like, I love you. I'm gonna give you some space, but I'm not gonna stop telling you I love you. I'm not gonna stop drawing you. My callings and my giftings are without repentance. I'm not gonna drop you in the middle of the story. I'm gonna keep doing ushers, help somebody out at the door. Y'all stay up here, y'all stay with me. We got good ushers, they're doing their job. But God's got something more for you to be. He wants you to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the relationship. I want you to have spiritual wisdom because here's the deal. Earthly wisdom will make you think it's that you're going to burn out if you begin to engage. Earthly wisdom will tell you, all I need to do is get connected. And it got quiet because you don't know where I'm going with this. But the thing is this, you have to understand, there's a difference between connection and engagement. Connection is just, whoo, God's good. Let me go back to my life the way it was. Five minutes before I felt that experience. But engagement is like, nope. I need something more in my life than what I already have in my life. So let me take the cord of my life and plug it into the 220 that is God. And begin to engage and allow him to begin to penetrate me with things that I could never even conceive on my own. We need to pray the prayer, God invade me overtake me, overshadow me, wipe me out. Tear me down, take me down to nothing and rebuild me the way that you designed me to be because I've chased things that are not you. Give me spiritual wisdom so I can see that this is not your design for me. How many times do we get caught up in our five-year plan? How much, how much energy do we invest in our 401k? How much thought do we give to our career? Nothing wrong with any of this, but how much air does that take up in our existence? How much wasted time do we spend looking for purpose? And he said, I never designed you to look for purpose. I just want you to surrender to calling. And if you'll surrender to calling, I've got something so great and so amazing that will literally change everything about you. Y'all, this is why we need spiritual wisdom. And I want you to have insight What is insight all about? Insight is going beyond the surface. You can read the Bible with earthly wisdom and no insight, and you're just like, here's what the Word says. And this, and like, 
By the way, if this is happening in any of our small groups, please let Chris and Sam know so we can stop this. Here's the scripture. What does this mean to you? Who cares what it means to us? What does it mean to him? He's the one who wrote it because this is him. We're not supposed to have private interpretation. That's why we get caught up in the stuff. Well, let me just tell you how I interpret it. I don't really give a flying rat's toe now how you interpret it. How did he mean it? How does this apply in my life is a much better question. I want to go deep in the God who is the living word. I need spiritual insight to see beyond the surface. And then I want, you, I want your hearts to be flooded with light, understanding, illumination, so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he's called his holy people who are his inheritance. But I also pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power in those who believe in him. What does belief mean? Belief is simply this. It's not acknowledging that there's a God. Real belief is this. Somebody help me out. Trust, rely, obey. That's what belief is. No, you're not getting Kool-Aid and cookies when this is over. But real belief is trusting that he is. Real belief is relying on the is that he is. And obedience is simply saying, because I trust you and I can't live without you, why don't you go ahead and direct my steps because I don't know how to live. You be in control. That's what real belief is. So what is all in all about? All in is all about going to that place of insight. Everybody say insight. So here's what this means. As Pastor Shrek said, God is like an onion. I'm sorry, that was dumb. Bad pastor. Made you laugh, though. There are layers to God. The moment that you assume that you have understood all that there is, that is the moment that you understand you don't even know who God is because you've found the God that you can encapsulate into your understanding you don't want a God that you can completely understand that's not God at all that's a religious figurehead and I promise you that empty suit will let you down but when you begin to understand that he has no limitations you can then begin to comprehend that there are, there are layers in who he is and as you dive through the Bible, you begin to see a lot of different things. And if you get into Ephesians chapter 4, let me challenge you this week. Spend some time studying the book of Ephesians. It's a fantastic book. It's going to show you how to get involved in the Word of God, how to get involved in the church. Husbands, it'll teach you to be a better husband. Wives, it'll teach you to be a better wife. People who are dating, it'll teach you how to date right. Hmm. Is there a lot of dating wrong going on? Need to stop all that in Jesus' name. But anyway... Preach about that on Sunday nights. But anyway, maybe I should preach about it on Sunday morning for all the old folks that are dating right now. Anyway, but anyway, it's not even in the notes. Let me move that out of the way. There's a lot in the book of Ephesians, but one of the things that you learn in Ephesians chapter 4 is this. Jesus Christ gave four gifts to the church. He gave apostles. He gave prophets. He gave evangelists. And he gave pastor teachers. Why? To equip 
the congregation, to equip the body, to equip, as we say here at NOLA, the fam to do the work of ministry. Our job as gifts from Jesus for you is to equip you to overflow what he has already invested in you. And one of the things that we begin to see throughout the text is that there are, there are multiple times that God begins to lean into different groupings of things. And like there's three things I want you to know. There's four things I want you to know. And sometimes even five things. Like there's six things God hates and then a seventh is an abomination. Like you always see these lists in the Bible, right? These lists are important because it's, God is putting this in a way that you can ha- kind of hang on to. It's basically putting little hooks that you can c- just kind of rest on. And one of the themes that we see throughout the Bible, and this is literally the foundation of NOLA Church. This is, this is what we have learned is God's ultimate plan for every believer. You need to be equipped in creativity. You need to be equipped in prayer. You need to be equipped in discovery. You need to be equipped in community, and you need to be equipped in legacy. These are the five themes that we see throughout the Bible that every believer needs to have active in their life. And and these five things literally become the foundational structure of the church that you're sitting in right now. At this church, this is not biblical. This is just how we do it. And honestly, when we design this, it's because I like the shape of circles. They look good. They're perfectly symmetrical. Circles just work. We call them our circles. You will not find the circles within the text. This is not biblical. This is nullified. Is that cool? We have five circles that everything in our church is built on. Those of you that come all the time are like, shortest sermon ever. (laughs) You're welcome. Come back next week for all the meat and cookies. But no, I, I want the sermon and this worship experience to extend as we go outside. So that, that's why I'm, I'm kind of cutting this short, but I'm, I'm going to teach you something real quick. God designed something very specifically for you. God has a plan for your life. God has something that he wants you to accomplish. And God has a place that he wants you to fit into beautifully and perfectly. Everybody say, God has a plan. No, say it like you mean it. Say, God has a plan. One of those plans is he takes the individual, he takes the one who stands alone, and he places them in a family. Let me challenge modern day thought right now. Modern day thought says, well, I can just go to church anywhere because I'm a part of the body of Christ and the body of Christ is everywhere, right? We all heard this. No, God doesn't place believers in the body of Christ. God places believers in the house and the house is a part of the body of Christ. He takes the individual and he places them in a house. We call this house the church. God doesn't design believers to float around without any foundation, without any authority, without any community. Well, that's just where I flow. No, no, that's not how God designed you. God pulls you into a relationship with himself and then he takes you, the alone person, and places you in a family and says, now, I'm going to pour gifts in and all kinds of wonderful good things into your life so you can begin to overflow these wonderful good things into everybody else's life so you can continue to grow and be the person I designed you to be. That's God's plan. 
This house is NOLA Church. We are not the only church in the world that's doing things right. In Jesus' name, I hope not. But we are very intentional in doing everything as biblical as we can. Which means sometimes we make adjustments because we had a bad understanding or we were chasing our own opinions sometimes. I'm not ashamed to admit that I make mistakes. I've had bad understanding. I chased my own thoughts a few times and I've hurt people. I've, I've done things I shouldn't do. I didn't mean to, but I did. If I've hurt you, I'm sorry. I'll buy you coffee. You can buy me food, I'll buy you coffee. It works out well. But a few years ago, we began to restructure the foundation of this church because we wanted the foundation to, to begin to fulfill the great commission in every believer's life and to create pathways for you not only to get connected, but for you to begin engaging as well. And we built these five circles. Creative, prayer, discovery, community, and legacy. Creative primarily expresses itself on Sundays. Like you're a part of the overflow of creativity right now. Sunday night, you're a part of the overflow of creativity. If you're watching online, you're a part of the overflow of creativity. By the way, you should follow NOLA Church on TikTok because the team is doing a great job and it's stinking hilarious. Even if you're just laughing at me, making fun of the things that they make me do, it's totally worth it to laugh at your pastor. It's awesome. But creativity is something that God has placed in every believer. Well, I'm not very creative. Yes, you are. But you need to be equipped in that. So we have a circle that focuses on that. Prayer. Every believer needs to have some prayer in their life. Not just reciting someone else's memorized speeches. Not just reading scripture and say, oh, well, that's my prayer. Well, that, it's cool to pray scripture. Yeah, absolutely. But there are times that you, be, you need to learn to open your mouth and express to your God who you are and what's going on in your life. And you need to open your ears and allow him to talk. Close your mouth and let him talk into you. You need to learn to do this. That's why prayer is so important. And we have a whole circle that focuses on prayer. We got small groups in there. Water baptism is a part of prayer. Visiting people in the hospital and praying for them, that's a part of prayer. And just covering people like, people, hey, can you pray for this? I'm going through this. You got a team of people in this church that are overflowing for you every week. The prayer circle is to help you grow. Then discovery. Discovery is an amazing circle in this church. Here's, here's what it's all about. It's about helping you see who God designed you to be. Helping you take that next step into a relationship with his family and with him. But not just stopping by getting connected. Discovery circle is where you learn to get engaged because we'll start peeling back the layers and say, hey, did you know that God is trusting you with responsibility because you're in love with him? Let's teach you some leadership principles that will affect the way that you live your life, but also affect the lives of everybody around you. That's what Discovery Circle is all about. And community, I love, I love our community circle. Community circle is all about getting connected with other believers. That's where our small groups are. But community also overflows on Sunday in, in creating the atmosphere out. And we call it the living room. Most places call it the lobby. We call it the living room. Like when you come into the living room, that feeling you get, that's community doing that because we want you to feel like you are home. 
A few Thursdays ago, we were up here getting ready for, for uh, rehearsal. And there's a small group that meets here on Thursday nights. And, and Miss Patricia, is Miss Patricia, you here? Yeah, there you are. Miss Patricia came up early. And she, she had gone grocery shopping or something. She had some grapes. And she was not wanting to leave them outside because she didn't want to get messed up. And she said, well, this is my house and they got a fridge. I'm just going to go. And I love that. It's about finding your, we say this all the time, welcome home. Welcome home. It's not a catchphrase. It's not a motto. It's not a slogan. It's an expression of who we are. Welcome home. That's what Community Circle is all about. Getting you connected in life-giving relationships. And then Legacy Circle. I love our Legacy Circle. Because Legacy Circle is where we get to overflow within the house and then reach beyond the house and begin to serve people. Here's the deal. It's very trendy right now to go serve out here. But you don't learn how to serve out here until you've learned to overflow in the house. So Legacy Circle is not just about giving you a task. It's about showing you how to grow as a believer, getting filled up with the gifts that God has for you and then begin to overflow them in the house. And then when you overflow them in the house, now you have the strength to step out into the dark, dark world and begin to serve out of what God has invested in you. It's not humanitarianism. It's spiritual wisdom. That's what our legacy circle is all about. And last year, we got to dive deep into disaster relief and all these things. And God has opened some amazing doors there. And we've got some great things coming up where you can get involved. And we're going to be rebuilding an entire church in Lafitte, Louisiana. NOLA Church is going to be doing that. It's going to be so stinking cool. Our legacy circle is doing that. So all of you guys and gals that know how to swing a hammer and work a drill and do a shovel and sweep a broom and pack a board and... Sit in a chair and say, y'all do that. All of you, there's going to be a place for you to get involved. Why, why are we talking about this? We're trying to give me, I'm not trying to give you a job. I'm trying to invite you into a house. And if you've been kicking the tires for a minute, thank you. Our tires are tired. We've got a place for you. And that's what today is all about. We're going to close out in some prayer. When this is over, we're going to step out of here. We're going to go out, and we've got food for you. You don't have to go nowhere for lunch. Eat as much as you want, then go eat lunch. Save you money. You're welcome. But there's also five tents set up. And at every tent, every one of our circles are there. Here's what I want you to do. Don't just walk out and leave. Go talk to somebody in one of the circles, and the leaders will be there but also some of the team will be there. Go talk to them. Why do you serve here? Tell me about your circle. Tell me about your story. And let them share with you what God has done in their life since they got connected and started engaging. And we want to invite you to take that next step and get involved in what God is doing in this house and see what he can do in your life. That sound cool? I know this is a different kind of service, but if you know anything about me, you know I'm not going to let you leave without giving you a chance to know how much Jesus loves you. So here's what I want us to do. I want to close out this morning 
with just a very simple prayer. In fact, I think it'd be really cool right now if everybody would stand to your feet. Nobody leave yet. Let me pray for you before you leave. Everybody close your eyes. If you want to lift your hands, that's cool. Jesus, we know that there is a design that you gave every one of us before you ever created anything else, Lord. And God, I know that you've got a plan that's greater than anything we can understand. So today, Lord, at first, I thank you for what you're doing in this house. But Lord, I pray that you would give every member of the NOLA fam, even if it's their first time walking in the door, maybe it's the first time meeting the rest of their fam that comes out of different worship experience. But God, I pray that you would give them spiritual wisdom, give them holy insight, God, and that show them the power that you have prepared for them. God, invite them into a deep, personal, intimate relationship with you. Fill them up with all the things that is you and show them how to begin to overflow it onto other people. Ask all this in the amazing name of Jesus. Come on, why don't we sing this together as we close out all in Sunday, the first one of the year. Say, I just want